Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. Go. Welcome to probably the best board game podcast in the I'm well, convinced maybe so not far. the world. Yes, yes, we're good. We're the, <laughs> we're good. This is a good. This is the best good podcast about board games. Probably, you said. My name. My name is the star, Jerry. <laughs> This is Gabby, the uh, cornerstone of the podcast, the foundation, if you will. Very nice, very nice. Uh, and again, oh, primary host. You. That's what that's 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 my title. I yeah, went I went too host. far into the uh, metaphor of it all. Forgot the actual just title. We're uh, still se- separated, so we're having to do this over the intranet. Hey, did you good. know that the coronavirus is not gone? But yet, <laughs> but yet everybody's acting like it is, and they're they're surprised that it's blowing back up. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's uh, it's pretty rough in my neck of the woods right now. It, it is finally uh, really taken off here in southeastern Oklahoma. Is your neck of the woods red? Mm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It's pretty rough. Interesting. Mm. Mm. Do you know what happens when you're in isolation ah. for too long? I just read this. Did you know? If you Tell ever me. if you ever take a trip to Antarctica, be sure to do as much socializing as you possibly can and come up with stimulating ways to keep yourself busy because brain imaging in eight polar expeditioners before and after 14 months of isolation showed that the volume of the hippocampal dentate gyrus was lower than in controls. The layman way of saying it is the brain shrunk. They said researchers believe the changes in the brain are the result of environmental monotony and prolonged isolation. So we're all going to come out with smaller brains. Well, well, yeah. I mean, a lot of things can can shrink your brain. Like isolation. My brain is shrinking. <laughs> I don't. Uh, Quarantine I, brain. I don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think. Uh, it's real. I don't. I don't think that's something you need to worry about. Like alcohol can cause brain shrinkage in the hippocampus, which is the memory part of your brain. What's that? The hippocampus. That's the memory part of your brain. It's not the mandula oblongata. The hippocampus is the part that involves your 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 various functions and memory, and so that that can be a uh, that can cause a lot of issues with you. So mm-hmm. the hippopotamus of the brain. Got it. Got it. Uh, have you done anything interesting here lately? <laughs> because I uh, like your banter. What are you, I'm what are really... you doing with your life? Is that what you're asking uh, me? Well, you, basically, I'm just telling you, I've like... told you that our isolation is shrinking my brain. That's what my brain's been shrinking. That's what I've been doing. I have read more and done more since I'm in isolation. My brain has expanded since. <laughs> so, uh, I so is not... your ego. Your, oh, your brain no. he, he holds up with your ego. Yeah, it's good. We're going up. Uh, we're going up. Ba- um, As you would say, we're going up, baby. <laughs> uh, it's my I best went, gobby in person. I went and played, uh, so I shot some hoops by myself the other day. Well, no, Paige was there. Shot some hoops? Is that like lingo that you, that you ate onion rings or... <laughs> 
<laughs> what is that? No. What does that mean? I know you're not a sports guy, but it means, you know, shooting the b-ball. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Badminton. Hitting up the rim. Yeah, I got it. I'm good. I, I was out of I breath. About- I was out of breath tremendously. Like I just decided to like go back and forth, like shooting three points. I was like trying to make it my exercise because I don't. I hate exercise, so I was like, "What can I do to make exercise fun?" Well, I used to like sports, so I went into the basketball court, and Charday was riding her uh, rollerblades around while I shot baskets, and it was pretty good. But I realized I am severely, severely out of shape. Mm. Well, I think a lot of people are out of shape, and I mean, and that's something that you either you, you're cognizant of because you take part in activities that you know kind of wear you out, and you realize, oh, I need a change of this, or you're like most people and you just don't care anymore. So it's that's, all up to you. Do you? Just, well, that's a, probably bit of both worlds maybe you can seek to change that i I myself have been watching my health a little bit more here lately because i i was forced to go to my general practitioner's office to get my blood drawn and they have for a long time treated me for hypokalemia which is a fancy way of saying i don't eat enough bananas and uh yeah my potassium is like gone and so which makes you very lethargic so I'm not tired. I just lack energy. I'm low energy, as you would say. And uh, yeah, I've been called so that. I, yes, I've, I know. I have called you that. Is that because so I don't eat bananas? To, I, I don't know. My, my body rejects potassium. So is that why chimpanzees so, are always running around so hardcore, playing, climbing I, trees? I don't know if I don't know if they. I know. I know that's kind of like a thing where people think monkeys eat bananas. I'm not sure that's a hundred percent true. I've seen it in movies. Like I know, I know I've seen it in movies, but that doesn't mean anything. Curious you see a lot George of in movies. Curious George likes bananas. Uh, okay. Well, maybe and he that, was that, ate bananas that, because he was curious. And that silly rascal was always up to hijinks. His potassium's through the roof. No. Oh, 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 curious. <laughs> Curious oh George, uh, I think you I made think your me hypothalamus think of, is shrinking. Curious George made me think of Enrique. Uh, so this is uh, something I had to tell you about. So the other day, uh, Enrique's dad is working on his swimming pool, right? And so Ooh, this is like nice. a thing, you know. So yes, he has a swimming pool. It's a sports pool, which is weird because it's 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 it's. it's it's the pool that basically has volleyball in it because that's what it's designed for. But anyways, I went over to, to Mag's house and it's outside. And you know, I'm, I'm social distancing, wearing a mask, all that jazz, and he's over there. So I mean, I'm yelling at him from across the pool. And who emerges out of the shadows but Enrique, shirtless, about to try out the pool? I could not help but notice his chest hairs had been manicured and shaven into a design. Would you like to guess? Uh, I'll give you one Superman. guess. You, no. Close. Batman. Oh. He sh- cut his chest hairs into the bat signal. So was the bat symbol where the hair was gone, or did he keep the hair no, in the bat symbol? No, the hair was the bat symbol. That is amazing. Why is there it no pictures? Was, I I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to because it was so horrific. 
And I said, what do you do? Like, do you think that if somebody needs Batman's help, you just rip your shirt and, <laughs> and start flashing your your flashlight into your chest hairs? And hopefully the not, Cape Crusader will come help you? He's like, no. I, and he tried to deny it at first. He acted like he didn't do it. I was like, nobody's <laughs> chest hairs just, just, just form that way. Like, nobody's chest hairs is of the bat signal. No. Well, how do you, how does your brain go to that? How do you go? I'm going to shave my chest hair into the bat symbol. I don't have enough chest hair to do that. Uh, well, he does. Oh, he has more. He has more than enough. That boy has more oh. hair. I, I, it's it's shocking. The Tom Selleck of the podcast. I'm not sure that reason why Mag, his dad, was working on the pool was because he had shaved while he was swimming and his hair's clogged up the pool. I'm not sure. You gotta clean out the Enrique uh, Chester hair curls from the filter. Yeah, so that's uh, that was a thing that I saw over the weekend, and I can never unsee. What did he do with his back hair? I don't know. He's probably going to have a checkerboard or something. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll go all out on that one. He'll go all out. Oh, that is interesting. Uh, okay, so while we're at it, number one, wild monkeys do not eat b- bananas. Oh, wild monkeys do eat bananas, but the bananas that monkeys are fed in the zoos are cultivated for humans to have more sugar, and these bananas are too sweet for primates. So it's like a thing where they're telling zoos, be careful what types of bananas uh, that you feed them. So wild bananas aren't what we eat? Well, no, no. Bananas as a whole are... Uh, uh, oh, you've known my grand about this, <sighs> yes, about all bananas being clones. Yes, they're clones. Yeah, all bananas are clones. They're, they're, uh, they're all like Cavendish bananas. So like literally if... Real bananas are like extinct or going extinct. Like like there's really hardly any real bananas. What we have now are clones. How do you get hold of a real banana? Is uh, there like a black market for real bananas? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not I don't I'm not sure. There may be. There may be this underground thing of, of well, those banana. might be what you need. They might have more potassium, and you might need to be going to the dark web. You need to go to 4chan and order you some wild bananas. It I can't even get right on Reddit. Up. I doubt they're going to let me on 4chan. What oh, it, oh, okay. So, so since we're sharing um, embarrassing things that has happened to us during uh, the uh, quarantine, I will share one thing that happened to me that I am quite ashamed of, uh, that I injured myself. I have told nobody about this except, of course, my wife and my children who witnessed this. And so most parents have this thing of these items that they keep around the house that they can feed their kids. Like, oh, they, you just don't want to cook. Say, Here's this thing. I was about to say, I bet you nicked your nipples trying to do the Batman symbol in your chest hair. No, that that was uh, that was after. <laughs> um, so essentially, there's these sandwiches that look like, they look like raviolis. They're, they're, they're peanut butter and jelly sandwiches pre-made. And they're enclosed by the bread. The bread's like oh, yeah. tapered down yeah, around. I've seen that. Okay. So my wife, of course, keeps these in the freezer because she takes them out. You put them in a bag and you go about your business throughout town and they thaw out or something. And the kids just eat them. And they're just, you know, they're not that messy because they're enclosed in bread and you don't get peanut butter and jelly everywhere. And so they're just a thing. I had never ate one. And like an idiot, I took one out of the freezer and didn't think. Oh, you know, I, I I need to defrost this is what I thought. And so I stuck it in the microwave 
and tried to defrost it. And then I got busy. And then I went back and I microwaved it. And then I got busy. And then I forgot about it. And then I went back and microwaved it a little bit more. And I kept feeling of it. And the bread was still very tepid. Ooh. And I thought, well, I can't eat a tepid. It's, it's soggy and it's not very... So finally I thought, oh, okay, you know, I'm just going to eat it. I'm starving to death. I took it out of the refrig- I took it out of the microwave and I bit into it, not thinking that I had superheated the contents inside. The jelly inside this sandwich was boiling. When I bit into it, flaming hot boiling jelly not in, not only squirted into my mouth, but squirted out of the sandwich onto my hands, across my knuckles, and onto my thumb. Have you ever tried to get hot jelly off of yourself? No. It's nigh impossible. It burns and spreads. And so as I am trying not to burn my tongue off and get to the sink to spit this out and to wash off the boiling jelly, I first straight up first degree burned my entire hand <laughs> with boiling jelly. And all while this is happening, my daughter is standing there going, hey, you know that's not supposed to go in the microwave. <laughs> and she like, she repeats it. She repeats Why it three times. Why are you burning yourself? Does she say, it looks like you're in quite the jam. Uh no, that would have been perfect. That'd have been perfect. I'd be uh, like, you're going to have to go. Fool have to you go are. Live. You have to go live with Gobby now. <laughs> oh, well, that's why. You, I mean, that's the whole you know hot pocket thing. It's just I, I don't. Those things are terrible. Like everything you stick in the microwave like that. Well, first of all, you you're you're not supposed to microwave it, are you? Uh, no, you're not, and I have just, no, I have no respect for anybody who eats hot pockets. You just, you just, I mean, yeah, they just they turn into boiling hot lava, or you know, in the center is still an icicle. So I hate, I hate I, that frozen stuff. I, I just, I just, I know I'm probably offending many of our listeners, but if you eat hot pockets, uh, only a, a certain type of person eats hot pockets. It's somebody who has either no self-respect or really enjoys, you know, Beverly Hills Chihuahua Three, and so that's the type of people I assume Shots eat hot pockets. Fired. What did Eric do to you? I, I don't know. I just I just assume that he likes hot pockets because he likes uh, poor movies. But, that's uh, sad. That's sad. That's, that's well, neither here I hope nor you. Uh, I hope you've healed your wounds since then. I have. Do you have scars? I uh, uh only internally. <laughs> Much like my hemorrhoids. Oh, nice. Oh, have you played any board games here lately? I've been trying to uh, play uh, as Alexander, Field Commander Alexander. Um the first time I played it, I played it once a couple months ago and just learned it and I like wiped the floor with Alex like the first map. You know, they got like these series of maps. It's supposed to be like the campaign you can do. Or you can play them single. Well, I played the first map, Granicus. And I went, I took Alex and I marched up and down that map, wiping them out. I was like, I was like, this game's too easy. Well, since then, I've forgotten how to play. So I broke it back out this weekend and was relearning it. Uh, Alex didn't fare so well this time. Yes. Because uh, as he's marching across... I made it to Halicarnassus, and they have these walls that take your, you know, your values down by two. Each wall is minus two to your attack value, so they're near impossible to get past. So I was trying to do this intimidate thing, 
well, it's a whole thing, but I intimidated one. I tried to intimidate the next. I failed. So once you fail, you have to battle. Well, it's got that little thing on there for your enemy operations where every time, you know, every time you end your turn and go to the next set of years, it puts out this operation and you might either have to reinforce the enemy's garrison or it costs you go. It always costs you something. But basically, long story short, I got to Halicarnassus. Halicarnassus? Halicarnassus, yes. And um, they had a vast amount of forces. Uh, Alex was overrun. It was like 10 forces to my five. And they had all these. So, And for each force, they have a battle plan. So I was drawing out more battle plans that would add a force or subtract a force from me. It was a, it was a slaughter. It was a slaughter. And I even retreated several times. Like you can retreat as Alex to, you know, get out of there so that he doesn't die. But if you row less than his attack value, then your uh, armies lose anyway. So you lose all your army, but Alex is able to get out there to fight another day. I did that three times and still was unable to rally my forces enough to to win. But it was bad. It was real bad. The the Persians were getting some really good rolls. Like every time I rode for them, they were just wiping the floor. And all my rolls were not doing good. It's fun. It's heavily luck-based to an extent. You know, you have these... uh, battle plans that mitigate a bunch of that but at the same time sometimes just the die rolls just don't go your way and they wipe you out yeah and it is very um it's a very difficult game because of the luck factor and plus the ai is set up to always have its have the um the advantage i have not played alexander the field commander alexander i played field commander napoleon which is very uh very very similar based on the same system and I enjoyed it, but the one thing that kind of held it back for me it was just just sometimes you're just not going to win. Like the system is set up; it's a very interesting uh, solo game. Like a, a Napoleon, Field Commander Napoleon was one of my favorite solo games, and I played it to death until I realized, you know, the randomness of it just kind of kind of I, I lost uh, lost the love for it after a while. But yeah, it, it's a great system. That field commander system. Yeah, well, and it's good because, like, literally uh, everything is on the board. Like, everything you need to do right. is written on the board. And once you understand exactly what it means, it's it's a very nice little setup they got. I've but been I, itching to... I could see it I've getting it, repetitive, though. I've been itching to uh, get out um, another Dan Viersen game, which is that Thunderbolt Apache Leader. I've been itching to set that up and start playing it again. And I think I just... Gonna have to buy it some time. I am currently, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I've got too many projects going on. I'm, I've, I've just got too much stuff taking place in my life, and I'm also enjoying way too many goofy. Uh, I, I'm just getting distracted I, by everything right now. I hear you've been playing Fireball Island. Yes, I've been playing Fireball Island with the kids, which now would be a nice time to seg- to segue, hard merge that into our part with uh, Jack and him talking yeah. about Fireball Island. What's up, Jack? What's that about? It's about where you tr- where you try to steal treasure f- by not getting hit by fireballs that come out of a go- of a volcano. And if you get hit down by a player, the player that hits you down steals your treasure. So, so it's kind of like Target on Black Friday. 
And so you're playing against your father. Yes, and we I, had we had to play against the whole family. I am ruthless. Oh, it it it's an old game by that Restoration Games, that Rob Davio company, where they restore old games. Yeah. And Fireball Island is this monstrosity of plastic pieces where you're. Yeah, it's it's for a family game. It's very mean. Yeah, sounds like stealing, knocking people out. Yeah, nice family game. And you have to get three snapshots and grab a jewel that is near the volcano without getting hit by the player. What's and a what's a snapshot? A You're- snapshot is a picture that you had to take of the island. Yeah, that's what that's oh. like you're like you're kind of like tourists on this island. You're going around taking pictures of the location and I I just want to point out that Jack's 7 years old and he's given a better description of games than we do. So <laughs> <laughs> Did you write this down for him? No, he's just sitting on the way over. He's like I want to talk to Gobby about Fireball Island and I'm like what do you want to talk about? And it and I don't know. You are quite a uh, uh good with words. He gets that from his father. Oh, I'm sure. Really? So, do you like really? Fireball Island, Jack? What? Do you like Fireball Island? Yes. Do you like Fireball Island? It's a very Island? fun game, and you get treasure, and if a, another player passes you when you have a jewel, they get it, and you have to get back to the, to a place where you get picked up by the helicopter, and whoever gets back to the helicopter first with a jewel wins the game. And they fly away from the island, and they survive. We're good. Just like Jurassic it Park. Pretty much. And it is it is interesting. Like I said, as a family game, it's very mean because you play these. You have two cards in your hands that depict how many spaces you can move. and You can launch embers everywhere. Yeah, if you launch these little marbles that are on the board at other players. And obviously, there's a path that if they go down That's them. That's like the... That's the and main crux of the game, right? The big marble coming down, knocking people yeah, out. Just knock, and, yeah. And there's roots of trees that block the fireball. And if you get hit over, over and over and over, you might lose all your treasure. <laughs> For instance, in our game, I uh, Jack had made it to the top of the mountain and had stole the main jewel. And if you pass a player who has that jewel or knock them over, you can steal it from them. And so basically this very comical routine happened where I would pass Jack and steal the jewel. And then he'd pass me and steal the jewel. And eventually he ended up knocking me over, stealing the jewel and then getting to the helicopter. And so it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's a very good family game, but it's very, very fun. It's very aggressive. So if you come from a weak bloodline, or you and have like weak children, then don't play it. So and did your children I, cry at any point? And if I, like, before I moved, like, I will move here, and then I and then someone tries to pass me, I make sure to get to a place that where Daddy cannot get me, and it will take him forever to get to me. Right. And Plus, Jack only cried once during the game. Which, uh, Stop it. <laughs> Jack, did you cry? Why did you cry, Jack? Because, ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, such a loving family. You're the epitome of the American dream. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, it was a great game. Jerry, contain your children. 
And whenever what about I Kaya? did beat him, did Kaya play? Yes. Yes, and she um, she was a her pit her model model that she was playing was a purple girl running away. <laughs> uh, Kaya enjoyed uh, just launching embers at people, just knocking the little marbles at her position, <laughs> and she didn't really care about collecting things. And so again, that just well, she is mean. Uh, she is a mean little girl anyway. I. I whatever you get to turn the volcano, you get to turn the volcano around and around. Volcano, and, you pronounce it just like your dad does. And if you um, like, if you get a on your card, if you have a picture of something rotating, that means you can rotate the volcano. And whatever oh. I was, um, a far behind daddy, not very far behind though. I. Right, right. I got a 12 space card, and he was only like four steps ahead of me, and I went past there, and I got to the dog, and I said, gotcha. Then, that, yes. <laughs> so, that, thank you, Jack. Remember that in life, Jack. Your dad's always going to be four steps ahead of you. There you go. Yes, and he, and he was not, uh, not a very good player. All right. Thank you, Jack. No, thank you, Jack. No. This is, this is, <laughs> this is our uh, our segment on uh, this is the as long as a segment we can have where we uh, utilize our children for content. Thank you, Jack. Totes so tell Gobby good night. You're welcome. Bye, Gobby. See you next time. Bye, Jack. You're our, you're our fifth member of the podcast. What? Never yes. mind. Go to sleep. Bye. Bye. Good night, Gobby. Good night. You're my best nice. friend, Jack. Okay, so there's a segment. Bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> leave, Jack, leave. I've said my goodbyes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see what I did there? I seen what you did there. Anyways, enough about Fireball Island. I was, I'm still thinking about Helen Carnassus. You know, Helen Carnassus is where the mausoleum was at, which was the seventh wonder of the world. What mausoleum? Mm. It was that uh, the tomb from from for uh, that guy named Mausolus. Mausolus. It's it's where we get the name mausoleum. The yeah. guy was like, his name was Mausolus or something like that, and then they made the mausoleum of Helen Carnassus, which I believe was his tomb, and that became like the seventh wonder of the world. It's somewhere his over last in name. What if it was just his first and last name, Mausoleum? No. It wasn't like Liam Neeson. It was like Mausoleum Neeson. Neeson. The Liam Neeson of Helicarnassus. Mausoleum Neeson. That's a good name. That would work. Oh, maybe maybe that is his real name. Maybe that is his. Mausoleum Neeson. The Jewish. uh, It's the the Jewish actor. Mausoleum Neeson. (laughs) Toff. Why did you see? See, don't start stuff like this because that's what gets me. When you start saying things like that, then I get sidetracked because I'm still thinking about bananas and the seventh wonder of the world and mausoleums and everything else that is driving me insane. So don't don't sidetrack me like that. Speaking of mausoleums, uh, the uh, the Taj Mahal. That's like basically a mausoleum, right? Uh, it was built for somebody's. Ooh, ooh! I'm about to say. Uh, oh, you're about to get me. I need to look that up. It was built for somebody's wife. Yeah, wasn't it? It was built for somebody's wife. I'm looking it up right now. I'm always very. Yeah, it's the tomb of his favorite wife. Yeah, <laughs> I hate okay. to see where his second favorite wife is buried. <laughs> she's got. She's out in the trailer park. <laughs> uh, no, no. But I, I, I've always wanted to go see some of these more. 
these these famous structures. And I, I think what I have found from the the various structures I have seen, the ones that you see on the internet and their pictures and all that, they're very. Uh, some of them are very staged, like the surrounding area. All right, so so here's here's an example. I went to uh, the Alamo in Texas. Your your oh, your, your, st- your state. Yes. Yes, I was very shocked to find out <laughs> that the pictures that you see of the of the Alamo, you're yeah. standing in a Hagen Dawes when you take those pictures. It's bad. It's like and, and and there's a Ripley's Believe It or Not right there. There's a chocolate factory down the road. I mean, it is very never. Well, I haven't been to that many historical sites, but I have seen like uh, oh, what's the faces on the mountain? Mount Rushmore. I've seen that. That's pretty mm. neat. Uh, but yeah, when I went to the Alamo, I was like, so where's it at? I'm like, this is it. I'm like, no, this ain't, this doesn't look like the movies. This, the surrounding, uh, Pueblos are not Pueblos. Um, I just got back from, I just, that New Mexico trip, the surrounding <laughs> missions around San Antonio are very nice. Uh, this are are more are to me more interesting than than the uh, the Alamo the well, the fam- the most famous go ahead you you watch the movies and like I'm expecting this like fort big fort looking thing you know the big walls and then but the the actual Alamo is just this little bitty church and it's not big and like it was it's it was, it was so disappointing I, I just remember the tour guide walking up to it and he said see these holes here. They think that's where so and so got shot. And I'm like, no, you're just making that up. <laughs> you just saw some some dents into the side of this building, and like that's where Daniel David Crockett. That's where he got stabbed. I'm like, no, you're just making that up. Jim Bowie whittled those in there with his knife. I will say, uh, Big Ben, Big Ben, uh, and I think it was more of the city. The bear that uh, I know the tower. Oh. The clock tower in London, England. I think that was the neatest. Um, it, 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 it when you see the perspective of Big Ben, you're walking across this bridge, and behind you is the aquarium and the London Eye, which is that really, really big uh, Ferris yeah. wheel. I had went and got on that Ferris wheel. I then went into the aquarium where they have all these signs begging you not to poke fish. Because all the aquariums that they're like they have no tops on them, and so the fish are just swimming around, so you can reach out and touch them. And so, of course, there's this there's this sign with this finger poking a fish with a big X there saying, you know, don't poke fish, which just encourages you to poke fish, which I did. I poked, I poked like, a stingray. I'm not man, <laughs> like, you ain't I'm mad enough to say it. You ain't the boss of me. I'm from Texas. Uh, but when I went outside, it was raining. And I put on my raincoat, and I got out my umbrella, and I walked across the bridge, and Big Ben started ringing, and I stood there for a moment and thought, "This is it. This is this is a this is a mo- this is this is what I imagined it would look like. It was exactly what you now see on television. This is a monument. Yeah, this is it. I like this. I like it a lot. And then I went down oh, through the area oh, where oh. I like it a lot, and it was uh, yeah, it was beautiful. And so there's just some things like that 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 I'm fall flat. To think if I've been. Um, like you know, a man-made structure. Liberty. Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Uh, it's not that impressive. No, to it's me. beautiful, man. It's cool. Um, it's a I chick just, with her little gown on with that book and the flame. I, I don't know what's about. The French made it. I know mm, that. 
It's about isn't liberty. That, isn't that where they like smuggled in like the warriors inside of her and they took over America? Mm-hmm. It's cocaine. They smuggled in uh, Spartan warriors and her cocaine. Nose is, her nose has got a bunch of white powder all over it. That's exactly, that's exactly what happened, Gobby. That's exactly what happened. Uh, and then the Greeks were like, don't let them in. They're like, no, no, dude. This is and all these yeah, French warriors. History. History. We got this. Well, that's mm. about 30 minutes. And it's hey, Dan Perot, go send us bed. an email. Send us an email. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> listen to us. You always act I, like he listens to us. He doesn't listen to us. Uh, he st- he still doesn't know who we are. I'm pretty sure, even though he was on here. <laughs> oh, hey, shout out to uh, This Family Plays Games. Did I say that right? They were on Good Morning America. Our Family Plays Games. Yeah, I know. Our Family Plays That's Games. Cool. That was super cool. I wish... I, I wish we had a family that we could be on Good Morning America. <laughs> you need to get Jack. But, uh, you start recording Jack. He's gold, Jerry. Oh, gold. Jack, Jack is gold. He's Jack more fluent gold. than Enrique. I, I'm t- well, no, I'm about to say this right now. Enrique's interviewing techniques have gone up. Well, that's true. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm really thinking about next time we need to do, we need to record an interview, but do it live, like have the actual video of it. And so we'll set up like an interview with Enrique and some big designer. And then when they flip on the, the camera, it's this Enrique shirtless with the bat signal. And he's asking all these really hard hitting questions like, you know, what's your favorite seventh wonder? What's, you know, how do you feel about, and you know, him just laying out the questions. Just give him some time to think. And he, he does pretty good. I, I, it just, yeah, that's basically all it is. Uh, I did have, we're, I, I want to, I really, we're done after this. I was just going to read one email we got. I read it. From Monique from Canada. She said, just wanted to say, I really love your show. And that's all I really need to read. The rest, the rest is superflu- superfluous to that statement. But I'll continue anyway. She says, <laughs> I've been binge, binge listening from the beginning since y'all were on sporadically bored. And now I'm finally caught up. Love getting a here. To hear two friends have so much fun together. That's us. We're best friends. It's been especially great during this crazy time of anxiety and isolation. Really appreciate your going the extra mile to continue recording remotely during quarantine, too. You're welcome, Monique. And then uh, she just thanks us for recording. And she says she'll keep listening. So we always like to get nice, encouraging emails. So please feel free to send us more. Yes, yes. I don't mind. In these discouraging times, I like to be encouraged. I don't mind some harsh criticism either. I mean, feel free to criticize Gobby all you want. Send us an email. Let us know what he can. Let him know what he can do better. (laughs) Everything, live life. (laughs) Uh, Your breathing is annoying. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it when people just hate on something for the sheer. Just the sheer fact that they want to hate it, they just nitpick something to death, and you just know they're being they're being un- unreasonable. Got to be contrary. I just that sounds love like that. you. It's, That's like you. It's it's just people that go into restaurants and yell at the waiter for something. You just you're sitting there going, <laughs> I just know there's something there's something wrong with you, but you're mad because I didn't want mayonnaise on this. Aren't those called Karens That's, now? Uh, but that's a slur. Uh, oh, and because I have a, I have a friend named Karen's Karen. and Kins. I think that's what they deemed it named, these days. I, I, yeah, if your name is Karen, anymore. I apologize. The way, well, I mean, it's just, it's a weird. Isn't it fascinating that there's a name that we associate with that activity? And people might think that's odd, 
but people, I mean, you think about that. You, you think of a of a Karen. That's well, going like, to be well. It's like Benedict Arnold. Oh, you don't be a Benedict Arnold or don't be a Judas. That means yeah, nobody. You it, it were bad. You you betrayed really badly. It took, so somebody named Karen must have really went off. Arnold killed the name Benedict. Like for 150 years, nobody's kid was named Benedict until we got Cumberpatch. He brought it back in. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's eggs. like you think, and like Adolf, nobody, no. nobody named their kid. No. I mean, there's just certain names that Ruined. just die. And so I really think we'll see nobody's going to be naming their kid Karen for this generation. And so it's going to be a long time. We will see no more Karens. And that's sad. Karen's a good, strong name. It, it, it implies that you care. <laughs> Karen. Karen. She's Karen. Yeah. And it's just sad. I mean, why couldn't they have picked a name that's like not too that much. great? I mean, of all the names, that'd be Karen's like, a strong That'd be name. like, you know, okay, from now on, we're going to name every morbidly obese person we know Agabi. Look at that big old gobby over there. Are I you trying to make that a thing? Are I you trying to make that a make I, that a meme? Hey, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. It's true. It's sad because it's true. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. The society has to, as a whole, get together and I say. I can't start it myself. You can't start yourself. I've tried to start things myself and tried to get sayings and words to become words, and they yeah, don't happen. You, you kept telling me to call you the grill master when you made that last barbecue, and I refused to do it. I am the grill master, just like that. <laughs> like the beast master, I am the grill master. All right, that's enough. I got to go to bed. Night. We're recording this on a weekday at night. That's the sacrifice we do for our listeners, Monique. She appreciates that. That's a very unique name, Monique. I like that. Yeah. From Canada, too. A Canadian listener. We don't have a lot of Canadian listeners, I don't think. Probably not. I don't know what, that, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> What's that? All right. So, see, you just keep delaying. I've done said we're done like twice well, now. You can shut us off. You can close us out for once. I'm always starting I, this I and closing this. All right. Why don't you close Every, us out? I, <laughs> I don't know what, what you up? think this is all about. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Shout out everybody. to my Canadian friend. Thank you for listening to the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy.